his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. You are entering the news vault from KCBS Radio. I have a tape recorder in my hand. Now, nobody would think of doing that. The newsmen were blocking the door. It worked for a couple of seconds. Bringing the sounds of history back to life. Here is your host, Stan Bunger. It can be sobering to realize that what we often see as big issues of the day have been big issues for a long time. Here are two food waste and homelessness. And we go back to 1993 for a KCBS special report entitled Gourmet Garbage. Our reporter Mike Sugarman looked into the amount of food wasted by the food service business at a time when public attention was heavily focused on the growing problems of hunger and the homeless. As part of his research, Mike Sugarman spent time peering into trash cans behind stores, hotels, and restaurants. And this was the anchor lead-in you would have heard before Mike's special report. A lot of Bay Area food is getting trashed these days, literally. Every day, tons of good food is being dumped by commercial kitchens and restaurants, hotels, catering services, and other places that feed a lot of people. And every day, thousands of other people in the Bay Area are going hungry, more now than at any time in the recent past. Critics say if chefs would only save the food they're now wasting, there'd be little hunger in the Bay Area. KCBS reporter Mike Sugarman spent some time investigating the tasty trash problem and has put together this in-depth special report, Gourmet Garbage, from December 23rd, 1993. The Bay Area is hungry. Alan, party of two, your table's now available. Alan, party of two. And we love to eat out. From Berkeley's Gourmet Gulch to Sausalito's Outdoor Cafes, the intimate dining of the wine country to the bistros of downtown Los Gatos. In San Francisco alone, there are more than 3,000 restaurants, more per capita than anywhere else in the world. But thousands of people eat out every night, from Sonoma to Morgan Hill, who probably wish they didn't have to. 550-551. There are people who go to the hundreds of soup kitchens and food pantries in the area. There's about 300,000 meals served every month to people um, through soup kitchens, shelters, um, day treatment houses, that sort of thing. Um, And then the food bank is distributing hundreds and hundreds of boxes each week to families to take home. The figures compiled by Ed Bolin of California Food Policy are just for San Francisco, but it's bad in Santa Clara County, too. We're estimating that we're going to be helping to serve about 175,000 individuals. The majority of them are families with children, about 85% are families with children, and we've seen the, the need for food increase about 30% this last year. Maria Benevento is with the group Second Helping. Alameda, San Mateo, Marin, the story is the same. Hungry people all over. Right behind you. We only got three left to just use what we can. Food programs around the Bay Area serve, for the most part, healthy, nutritious food. But it's rarely enough. I have people say to me all the time, can we get more food? And I say, this is all you can have, just one tray. Reverend Cecil Williams at Glide Memorial Church serves 3,500 people a day one tray of food. Well, it was a dried up hamburger patty. 
him some uh, carrots, little dab of carrots. That was it. Was it enough food to fill you up? No. No, there was a slice of onion and a piece of lettuce. Very small, no dressing. (laughs) You still hungry? Yes. But Susan Beveran was lucky she was able to get lunch at all. At least once a week, Sly turns people away. At the smaller soup kitchens, it can happen much more often than that. Bromley, party of three, your table's now available. Bromley, party of three. The Bay Area has a lot of restaurants and a lot of food giveaway programs for the hungry. That's a winning combination for many people. There's uh, 3,200 restaurants or food emporiums in the city in San Francisco, and with the volume of feeding facilities here, no one should be hungry in this city. No one. Chef Jim Gimignani at the Marriott Hotel is talking about the leftovers and food now wasted in kitchens. At restaurants, hotels, by caterers, schools, hospitals, airlines, and at supermarkets. Some say if this food was harnessed, there wouldn't be hungry people in the Bay Area. I don't think so. No, I think that there's plenty of food to feed people who need to, need to eat. Absolutely. The San Francisco Examiner's food editor, Lynn Forbes, along with other food professionals, including KCBS's Narcy David, have formed a group known as Hunger Awareness to let restaurants know how they can help. Among the things they tell them is that there are groups that will take leftover food from commercial kitchens to soup kitchens for free. Anybody in the food business in San Francisco, we, will, uh, we offer this service of picking up their food and taking it to where it can be best be used. Mary Risley runs the Taunt Marie Cooking School in San Francisco, and she started the highly successful all-volunteer food runners group seven years ago, picking up and dropping off food by herself. It has blossomed to regular weekly runs to 180 different food and social service programs by 230 volunteers. People like Betty Trainer. As you can see, I have a, kind of a small car, and so it takes up uh, most of the back and sometimes the seat here. Once a week, and she so, fills her uh, 1990 Ford Festiva to the brim. Soup from Spatino's Restaurant, produce from Buffalo Foods Grocery. She takes them to Mother Teresa's Soup Kitchen on 3rd Street, in a halfway house in the Mission District. Uh, it's very re- rewarding. And I know the people, you know, obviously <laughs> appreciate it. Similar programs are run in Alameda, Santa Clara, and San Mateo counties. That's the good news. Some food is being transferred more than ever before and more all the time. Food Runners has become the largest such volunteer organization in the country. The Bay Area is helping lead the way in food retrieval. But still, some of the best food in town is garbage. You can't believe the amounts of good, expensive, nutritious food ending up down in the dumps. Tons and tons. Well, currently, Food Runners is picking up two and a half tons of food a week and delivering it. Our volunteers are picking up that much food and delivering it. I think we could triple it with, with uh, just simply educating donors. Educating them about the service and how to better cut waste to instead of scraping unused vegetable parts in the garbage, for instance, to scrape them into a pail and maybe make a soup or casserole. But restaurants may not be the main culprits. I think the greatest waste takes place not so much in independent restaurants where everything really is recycled or they'd be out of business, but in hotels that have banquet catering because their meals are prepared hours ahead of time, they're put on plates, the numbers change, and that food gets thrown out by staff that is not trained to save food and call a recycling center. Joyce Goldstein runs the famed Square One restaurant in San Francisco's financial district. She's very active in the hunger movement and appalled by what she sees going on in hotels and with caterers. Say a company uh, is at a hotel 
and they have a series of functions planned and they expect 120 or 150 people to come to a dinner. Well, 100 show up. The rest of them are in San Francisco. They decide they're going to go out and eat. There are 50 dinners that are on plate. What happens to them? They get thrown away. Many hotels say they don't waste that much food, that whatever is left over gets fed to employees or ends up with charity. But Chef Goldstein and others say there is still a lot of waste. I think you'd have to probably have someone go to each of these operations, and especially, you know, during the holidays when there are catered events, and just watch and see what gets scraped away. Well, we decided to do that. Late one night last week, after all the banquets and holiday parties were over, about midnight, I went out with David Kelman, a caterer and food-saving advocate. We wanted to see what the garbage of some of these places looked like. You might be surprised. I'll tell you what we found when Gourmet Garbage, a KCBS in-depth special report, continues. Last week, I went dumpster diving with food retrieval advocate David Kelman to see what kind of edible food was being thrown away. We started at a large supermarket chain, picking through the top of a huge trash compact. I could see at least a dozen scones. There's a good lot of lettuce in this box. It looks like half a case. If that's lettuce, that's a half a case of lettuce. At a major fast food outlet, it was much the same. Beet patties, bread, lettuce. Someone figured it could have fed a dozen people. Then we picked the two largest kitchens in the Bay Area to walk through to see what we could see. First, at the St. Francis Hotel, the city's biggest catering service. Well, it looks like over there you've got a half case of lettuce that's on its way out, um, being thrown in the garbage instead of, again, being rescued. Uh, it's not something that you or I might buy in the market. It's not something that I'd buy as a restaurant tour for my produce vendor. But before it goes bad, that stuff should be rescued. Onion ends. Basically what it is is scraps of onion. It's not just the ends. It's actually the part of the onion that when they put it on the slicer, they couldn't finish with it or whatever. But that's the, uh, that's the stuff that in a kitchen, in, in a... In a, how you doing? a security guard eventually asked us to leave but not before we saw and picked through enough vegetables in the garbage to make soup or stew to feed at least another dozen people, Kelman said. Then it was off to the San Francisco Hilton, one of the largest hotel kitchens on the West Coast. There, I watched as Kelman, identifying himself as a food retriever, heard from kitchen workers that a lot of food was indeed being wasted, thrown away in their kitchen, and surprised that such a service existed. Are you freezing this kind of stuff at the end of the night? No. no. There was one full, large pan of food that a worker said he was about to throw away. What I saw was a, was a stew, you know, something that was a meat, a meat stew with some vegetables in it that, that, that was left over from an event. Um, there were probably 15, 20 portions in there that, after they cooled down properly and brought to a safe temp temperature, could have been frozen and put in the freezer and they could have called food runners tomorrow. Later, we called the hotels. Chef Bernard Liebergazelle at the St. Francis told me that most leftovers go to employee meals. And when possible, extra leftover food goes to the St. Francis Church Food Program and Meals on Wheels. When told of what we saw, he admitted that his kitchen, all kitchens, could do a better job and that there was always room to improve. Hilton chef David Woodward said he doesn't have much excess either, but when he does, it goes across the street to Glide Memorial Church.
He tried calling food runners a couple of times, he says, but the all-volunteer organization never showed up, so he stopped. Chef Woodward couldn't believe it when I told him what we saw in his kitchen late at night. We don't ever get throwing food away. Absolutely not. But it's done here. Says who? The chef I talked to. Well, it's allegedly. I mean, I don't know who you talk to. My, my policy is not to throw food away. If people throw food away, then they're doing it against company policy, against departmental policy, against common sense. But some people are lazy, and they do throw stuff away. It's easier for a cook to throw onion peelings in the garbage than it is to go put it in a stockpot, because it's 50 feet away. Advocates say that shows the problems they face. There may be a policy of not wasting food, but rarely is there one of consciously saving it. Lots of time it's union personnel that are there, stewards or whatever, and they just scrape and, and dump and get the plates to the dishwasher so they can go home. In one sense, you can't blame them. No one's told them. On the other sense, if their catering chef or something was set aside for all these meals where they knew there was a number they could call immediately, Food runners would come and pick the stuff up. Joyce Goldstein of Square One would like what goes on at San Francisco's Marriott Hotel. There, Chef Jim Gimignani has earned a reputation as a waste saver. It's very easy. Uh, food runners, the organization we deal with, gives us food containers. They supply us with the food containers. It's not a cost to the hotel. And to have my chefs, instead of breaking down the, the plates and putting them in the garbage, we put them in a tin and refrigerate them in storage until uh, food runners picks them up, either usually the same day. This is not food left on plates that people can't finish. Health codes prevent that. What can be used is the food which never gets to public areas and the excess that never makes it into pots and pans. It's not hard as, you would, as we think it is. When we first started, I, I thought it would be difficult to have outside people come in and, and work with outside people that weren't professional in our business and so on and so forth. But uh, some of the organizations have made it very easy for us. I mean, as easy as making a telephone call. So if it is that easy, and if it can help so much, why aren't more hotels, restaurants, schools, and the like doing it? It's not that people are deliberately throwing food in the, in the garbage or that they're deliber deliberately being wasteful. It's just an, an awareness factor and an education factor, and, and it's sort of what we would like people to, to view this as is a call to arms, a call to action to, um, you know, save what food there is for people who don't have it. Lynn Forbes of Hunger Awareness says when people find out about the programs and learn how easy they can be, it's not hard to convince them to sign up, like what happened at the Oakland School District. Every day, the district serves up 27,000 hot meals in Oakland schools. Researcher Bob Feinbaum, doing a study on waste for Alameda County, was stunned to see untouched food being thrown away at cafeterias. Kids pick and choose what they want to eat, and lots of vegetables get left. How many green beans did you eat when your parents weren't around? There is a lot of waste. So he called the district's food services director, Anita Holquist, and kept bugging her to look into it. She did. We package all of our entrees separately, so it may be um, leftover burritos or hamburgers, but I think what we end up throwing away a lot of our vegetables. When um, Mr. Feinbaum was at it, um, one of our schools, he said all of the green beans specifically were being thrown away. And so that's probably um, salads, um, maybe fruit. Holquist had the legal department checked, and it determined it would be okay to share the extras. A 1989 state law relieves donors of all liability. So now the school district plans to work out a deal with Oakland Potluck, a service in Alameda County, to pick up and deliver leftover food to shelters from all Oakland City schools. 
an enormous amount of waste being recovered, only because someone in a position to do something about it found out she could. Mary Risley of Food Runner says that's all it takes. It's just like when we used to throw our glass away. Five years ago, you'd take a wine bottle and throw it in the garbage. And now you wouldn't take a Tabasco bottle and throw it in the garbage because it's glass. That's, that's the kind of consciousness that people in the food business need to have about throwing any food away. And there is other good news. Uh, yeah, second on top of the other one. I hate to have to deal with the floor. Every week, extra food is delivered down. to social programs yeah, through the Hunger Awareness Project's Planned Overage Program. Every week I make an extra bucket of soup for the, for the food runners, and I make extra for the for the food runners, too. Every, every Monday, I make uh, fresh stuff for them. Sous-chef Nettie Noguera at Spatino's, among those at 30 restaurants involved. Once a week, they make just a little extra of what they're serving up to give to the hungry. Hunger Awareness hopes 200 restaurants will sign up by the end of next year. And there are bigger plans. Advocate David Kelman, who set up retrieval programs around the country, wants to set up a professionally run system here with the staff, planning, and trucks. Get that food to a common area and ideally um, re-prepare that food. Take all the different foods. So if I rescue hot dogs from your restaurant and beans from another restaurant and something else, I'd bring that all back to a commissary point and re-prepare it into, say, a stew and then distribute it to the different agencies as needed. There is hope out there from those working on the problem that the food industry will soon wake up. The fact is that without much additional work or expense, it can help solve the hunger problem in the Bay Area. Without much effort, it can make sure that Willie Holloway can come to Glide Church and fill up, instead of giving some of his portion to grandkids Brittany and Amney Shelton, ages four and five. Well, when I get mine, I have to give it to them in order to keep them from uh, going hungry and crying. There ain't no doubt about it. I have been hungry. I just make sure they eat. With just a little more awareness in the kitchen, it's possible none of the Holloways would ever have to go hungry. Gourmet Garbage, produced by Ron Reynolds. I'm Mike Sugarman, KCBS News Radio. Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.